This is the MLW Radio Network. All right, guys, if it's been your dream to become a professional wrestler, then look no further than the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory. It's Canada's premier pro wrestling training facility. Head trainer Tyson Dukes brings over 23 years of experience and has competed all over the world. Places like Ring of Honor, All Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact, and WWE's Cruiserweight Classic, just to name a few. Learn basic to advanced in-ring skills as well as character development, promo work, and all other aspects of pro wrestling. Your first class is free for all new students. They're located in London, Ontario. Join the factory and start your pro wrestling career today. Contact Tyson Dukes on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at T-Y-S-O-N-D-U-X. Once again, that's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Tyson Dukes, T-Y-S-O-N-D-U-X. Don't wait. Join Canada's premier wrestling facility with Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory. AAW Pro Wrestling presents The Art of War, Friday, February 21st from Logan Square Auditorium, Chicago, Illinois. Bell time, 7.30 p.m., doors open up at 6. Featuring AAW Heavyweight Champion Mance Warner, AAW Women's Champion Chris Statlander, AAW Heritage Champion Hakeem Zane, and so much more. To get tickets, go over to aawpro.ticketleap.com. Don't miss an exciting action of AAW Pro Wrestling. Alright guys, if you are looking to have fun in the bedroom like everybody else, then you need to go ahead and get over to BlueChew.com. That's right, BlueChew.com. It's got the same active ingredients as Viagra in Cialis, but it's in a chewable form. You can get your free first order when you go over to BlueChew.com and use promo code ECW. Now imagine this, guys. No more waiting in line at the pharmacy. No awkward conversations with your doctor. All you got to do is go to BlueChew.com, fill out some forms online, and if you qualify, they will connect you with a doctor here in the United States and get you a prescription. So no more worrying and no more hassling. Just have fun in the bedroom. BlueChew.com will send you your order discreetly shipped to your door. That's right. You can get ready for a fun time in the bedroom without even having to leave your home. That's BlueChew.com. Get your first order for free when you use promo code ECW. All you got to do is pay the $5 for shipping and handling. Why not have some more fun? You deserve it with BlueChew.com. Remember, chew it and do it. This is Factual Material with ECW legends Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whipwreck. Here is your host, Mike Freeland. So what are you eating? I'm eating oh, these, that's right. the, the cuties. And uh, God, these are so freaking good, man. Oh. And you're getting juice all over you. Yeah, I, I am getting juice all over me, and it's getting sticky at the desk. Which, I just cleaned oh, up all the stickiness about an hour ago, so, yeah. At least this stuff smells oh, like orange. Oh, 
Jeez. Ah, mm. oh, you're terrible. Mm. But it's still good. Where's Shipwreck at? Where's he at now? Uh, he has uh, soccer, so I think he's on his way home. I think he's going to try and jump in here. No, oh, well, knowing him, jumping might not be the best idea, so he may want to... Oh, you're just asking for a receipt. Did you realize back in the ECW days that you were literally jumping completely into the air onto potential concrete other human beings in steel chairs. Yes. But you know, when you're young, you can't get hurt. You're invincible. I don't know, man. That looked... That looked One time, I accidentally did that. I uh, went to do the springboard uh, reverse crossbody onto Chris Candido, who was on the other side of the rail. And I overshot him and landed, I think, in the third row of chairs. Everyone skedaddled. No one caught me. Everyone left. But I, I shot over. Chris couldn't catch me. I went wait, clear over his head. Right. But now it seems like there's one. Well, there's a couple topics that we've uh, we've seemingly not talked about. But the the topic of plants in the audience is that one of those things we're never going to get the true answer on? Nope. <laughs> I had a feeling, but you know what? It can't hurt to ask. Nope. I always wonder, there's people out there who are, huh. Well, since the last time you and I talked, um, I've had to schedule another doctor's appointment. I'm afraid to ask. About what? About the doctor's appointment? Why, yes. Uh, we're going to have to do a follow-up. So, going to have to uh, do a follow-up and get some tests done. So that should be... I told you he told me I was fat, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you supposed to say that when you go to medical school? Don't you don't you take some Hippocratic oath not to be mean, or is that not necessarily the case? Uh, I don't know. You know, there's certain doctors out there that don't have a very good bedside manner. Some just, just shoot straight with you. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. What is the harshest mm -hmm. thing a doctor has ever told you? Um, it was my neurosurgeon, and this was in 2010, my first back surgery, and he said. I highly suggest you quit wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I, you know, it, it was it's not that easy, you know, when you've done it at that point it was I think 21 years. Wow. And or 22 years maybe, and I was thinking in my head I I wanted to say it but I didn't, but I wanted to say well, I highly suggest you quit being a surgeon. Not so easy now, is it? But I, I, I withheld temptation and I didn't say it. You, you did well, my friend. Which is a good thing because since then he's done two more surgeries on me. Right. So, I mean, his your life is literally in his hands. Right. Well, it's There's just two like... people you don't want to make mad. Well, actually three. <laughs> your wife. Yes. Your neurosurgeon. Yes. And your hairstylist. Oh, oh wow! I I thought you were gonna say the uh, the person making your food at a restaurant. Well, that too. I guess You're, there's a lot of people you don't want to make mad. Yeah, isn't there, I think it's just a general rule of thumb: don't be a prick. You know. Right. Yeah. Just just not a good idea. That's what I've always wondered. Whenever I've been at the airport and say, there's bad weather or there's mechanical problems with the plane or something, and it's delayed or they're trying to get you rebooked. You know, 
if you're going to be missing your connections or whatever. And people are up there screaming at the employee behind the desk there. And I keep thinking, and whenever I get up there, I try and be as pleasant as possible. Because if you were in that situation, who would you more likely want to help? Someone who's screaming at you and cussing at you or someone who's being pleasant? That's true. That's and people don't point. think about that. No, they so don't. So if I was in their situation, someone's screaming at me and cussing me, I'd find them a connection, but I'd make sure there was like a three, four, five hour layover somewhere. <laughs> and in someone a really who's being bad nice place. and pol- Yeah, and if someone's being <laughs> nice and polite, you know, hey, here's one way. They or you know. No 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 connections. Straight shot there. Wow. Doesn't that make sense? No, it does, because people people don't understand that the people that are at the desk have no say so in the fact that there's delays. They don't. No, no. It's out of their hands. Do you know any wrestlers who, when in the airport, when things aren't going their way, they might be that belligerent customer? I haven't run into that, I guess. So no one so far you've traveled with ECW or WCW Mm -hmm. or has been, Mm -hmm. I can't believe this. No one's ever lost their marbles? No. There was one time, though, it was great. In Minneapolis, it was going to Japan, and Pat Tanaka was going also. And the flight was delayed, like, I think, two or three hours. Maybe it was only two, I can't remember. But it wasn't a long, you know, a god-awful long amount of time. So he went up there, and I don't know what kind of smooth talking he did, but because the plane was delayed, I think he told them, you know, we were going to miss a show or something. And so they bumped us up into first class. Oh, my God! Which was awesome on a flight to Japan. Go Pat Tanaka. Yeah, yeah. nonstop from Minneapolis. That was a, that was a long flight. Did, did you ask him what he said, or? No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't care. It was just great that we were in first class. I have never been in first class before in my life. Never. Oh, really? Yeah, never. Sucks to be you. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It sure as hell does, because I don't, you know, I don't fit into, and this goes in line with what my doctor was saying, I don't fit well in those seats. I don't feel like those seats are meant for the average person today. Does that make sense? Well, plus, I think they're squeezing them closer and closer so they can fit an extra row in. Right. And then, you know, they're always trying to get you to pay a little extra for... The comfort seats, which is what? Another inch of space? Mm-hmm. Or two inches? Like, that's going to make a big difference. Hey, in my case, if I got an extra inch or two to use, uh, whew, that would change things completely, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, man. Let, let, let me tell you this. It is, it is very chilly in our house. I was telling you earlier about my... Uh, issues with my furnace and 59 degrees in our bedroom so yeah Mm -hmm. popping that blue chew is going to create a little extra friction a little extra heat to keep you keep you going through those cold long winter nights or that hard-boiled egg scared turtle the scared turtle gonna help that come out (laughs) oh there it is right there guinea pigs already chiming in Mm mm-hmm my goodness. Uh, so I, that reminds me, every time I come upstairs to do the podcast, I have to bring some carrots with me and give them to them. So they keep it down? Well, no. Every time you come up the stairs, they'll start, you know, squeaking for some carrots or something. 
Uh, how many do you have? Two. Two. Okay. Interesting. And they eat better than I do. <laughs> as far as the diet, because sometimes we'll have cut up some green peppers for them or what else? Romaine lettuce. You said you were trying to get on a better diet, didn't you? You said you were going to try to... Uh... Yeah, I've been better. That's good. Diets are hard. Diets are very hard. Well, it's hard getting started. Once you get started and get in the habit, then it's easy. Well, for me it was. The hardest part was getting started. What is the leanest you've... Like in, in your time in either ECW or <laughs> TNA, Impact, WWF, in all places in between, Ring of Honor... What would you say was your proudest, leanest, the best look you, you had? There's two times. One time in ECW and then one time in TNA. But I didn't just clean up the diet. I carb depleted. Wow. So every day, it'd be like 2, 3 in the afternoon. It would I would just feel like I got run over by a cement truck. I would just have no energy whatsoever. It was like you have a really hard crash. But... So when you say carb deplete, you mean just no bread or whatever you ate and had no carbs in it? Pretty much whatever I ate. No potatoes, no bread, no pasta, no rice. It was hard. But, you know, it worked. But then, you know, it. the problem with... It's not even healthy to be that lean for very long periods of time. But, you know, forget about year-round, but just for a long period of time, it's not not good for you. And the bumps hurt worse the leaner you are. Well, because you got no cushion, you got no extra. Right. A couple of the but. people who I always thought looked really, really good and leaned out was Elix Skipper. I always thought looked really good. I bring him up mm-hmm. a lot. Big fan of him. Yep. I think that. Oh, you know uh, who else was always really in great shape? Guido. Oh, that's true. He always he was, was a fantastic. Big, he was a big runner. He would. I, I don't. I'm. I'm pretty sure he did marathons too. But he ran. He ran a lot. Wow. Who else was that I was trying to think of? He, mm. um, Ravishing he, Rick Rude was always ripped. I think he might have had the best body of all time. I mean, he just looked so ripped. I mean, mm-hmm. wow. Who would you say had just... Well, I guess when you talk about best body in wrestling, it, you have to put him into categories as well. It kind of falls into that same jurisdiction as the, uh, the Mount Rushmore thing. But who would you say, in your opinion, the way you grade, had the best body? Well, for a while there, um, well, always Rick Rude, but for a while there, it was uh, Paul Orndorff, um, Rick Martell. I'm trying to think who else. I mean, there's a lot of guys that were well built, I was, but, but well, you I, know, back in the day, everyone was really puffy, too. Right. So was uh, the total package Lex Luger, was, would you consider him to be really hmm. good? Or, I thought he was great. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. Yes. I love the total package. Um, so when you would, would travel on the road, and, and you know, speaking of diet and whatnot, was there any guys that was just, hey, you want to get something to eat? They were just, nope, got my own thing I got to do, either shakes or bars or any of that kind of stuff. They were just literally very, very stringent to their diet. No, because if they'd go out to eat with you, they would just eat clean. Right. Well, that's still got to be hard, though, if you go to a restaurant. Like, let's say you get out of a show and it's 10, 11 o'clock at night. Typically, your doctor says it's not a good idea to eat after, like, 7 
But if you get out of a show and it's 11 o'clock or something by the time you take a shower and change your clothes, is that really a good idea to eat that late at night? Or in your case, eh, you don't really have much of a choice. Well, basically, our hours were almost reversed because when we went to work, you know, it was 7, 8 o'clock at night. And so normally we wouldn't get to sleep till 3, 4 in the morning. Right. Especially, you know, especially if you had, you know, if you were doing a three, four city loop and you had to, and normally you, well, we, we wouldn't just stop and stay, stay that night after the show. We would head, try, head into the next town and try, you know, depending on how far it was, try and make it at least halfway. How so far? We, am I missing? Did something go over my head there? No, no, you're fine. Keep oh. going. <laughs> Unless it was a closer shot, you just try and get all the way there. But, uh, see, so you know, normally you just try and eat right after the show instead of right before you go to bed. I always ate better on the road than when I was at home. Well, just because you're forced to think about it more. Well, true. And, you know, you got to run around half naked the next couple nights in a row, too. Yeah, that's so a that, good point. To me, that was motivation enough to watch the diet. If I got to get oiled up and half naked in front of the world, I'm going to make sure I'm in decent shape. Would would the crowds be harsh on guys who were bigger? And what I mean by that is like um, heavier type of guys. And I mean, I, I know it, you're out there and you're performing and it's a show and it's all for fun and whatnot, but would the crowds be harder on bigger guys and, and kind of ridicule people sometimes? And have you ever had any stories of anybody who kind of took it personal? Uh, you know, yeah, well, years ago they were really hard on you. And nowadays they'll probably do their, not, I don't know, nowadays they may not be as harsh, but if they do bust into a chant or something, you know, they're nowadays they're just more or less doing it for fun. Right. But years and years ago, I mean, the heat was more serious and real. Um, so it wasn't a playful banter back and forth. <laughs> right. Because there were some pretty big guys that were back in, in ECW, like Big Sal, for example. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, I, I hate, I don't want to call him fat. Because, I mean, he did have extra weight on him, but he was also a very big person just to begin with. Right. And, you know, he knew he was overweight. But, so someone like him, it wasn't going to bother him. He, right. he probably ribbed himself more than anyone else, you know? Right. So, and plus, he was so big... And if you're going to call him something, you know, you fat F or whatever, it, he'll probably, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he would uh, get all hot and try and get after you or anything, but it, it's kind of something stupid to say because it's like, really? No one noticed, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, Big Sal. You're, you're saying the obvious, like that's going to be a really major insult. Right. Um Big Sal was right here. They're saying about six hundred pounds. Yeah, I mean, he was I, a big boy. I can't. I can't but, even imagine. But you know, since then, he's probably lost half that. He, last time I saw him, he's really slimmed up. Well, good for him on that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. I always wondered if that ever took its toll on people, as far as <clears throat> you just from a psychological that's part of the business. Yeah, right. you can't let it. That's part of the business. You're putting yourself out there in front of the public eye and especially in the wrestling business when it's all about uh getting the fans emotionally riled up and involved in the match you know they're part of the match so it's it's part of the business you can't let it get to you 
I know we've touched on this before, but, you know, and it's become nowadays any type of business where you're in the public eye, you're always going to be under someone's scrutiny. And, you know, now, I mean, and like I said, back then, the heat was more serious and real because the curtain hadn't been pulled wide open yet. But anyway, diet and whatnot. Um, Jerry, have you had a prostate exam yet? A prostate exam? Yes. Where, where does this come into play? Well, we're just talking about, you know, health and whatnot and... and, and um. And all that jazz. Have you have you uh, partaked? Yes, in I have. You have. Yes. Okay, okay. Actually, did, didn't I tell you early on when I was going to be a fireman years and years ago when I was about Ye- twenty-one? Yes, that you had to yeah. get one taken. Yeah, which I that. think was a rib too because I don't think I know. I don't think prostate exams they don't typically happen till you're fifty. So, right. I, don't, I, yeah. I don't know what firefighting has to do with your prostate. So. We were just supposed to get a very extensive physical to make sure you're healthy. But I thought that was a little extreme for just being 21. Did you object to it or did you let them conduct Who conducted it, by the way? Was it a doctor? It was a doctor, yeah. Okay, so it wasn't yeah, somebody, it was a, somebody there. No, no. Okay. So take me through that as far as just... Uh, <laughs> no <laughs> Well, no, what I'm saying, though, is I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying play-by-play play here, but what I am saying is, though, just for people who are listening out there who may be approaching their first one, um, what would you, what kind of advice would you give someone who has an impending first prostate exam coming? So you get one every year, though, right? No. Oh, so it's not every now, year. Nowadays, nowadays, can't they check it with just blood work? I, I thought they had or to no. go in there and feel it. I don't. That's what I thought, too, but I don't know. So I don't have one every year, no. Okay. I've but only you, had it done twice. You've had it done twice. Okay. Yeah, the second so, time was a little old lady doctor, so at least well, her fingers weren't as big as the first doctor's. Well, let's, 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 well, let's go back to that first time when you were 21. <laughs> So when you're 21, no, you're, I have you're a looking, deep you, emotional scar. You're, you're looking to apply to be a firefighter. They tell you that you need to take a physical. They say it needs to be a little bit more in depth. They need to take your check your prosy. So you they, didn't, they didn't even tell me the prostate even. They just so said they, you have to go get a physical. So okay. I'm just thinking, you know, like an athletic physical. But no, right. they were checking uh, other, you know. More than just, you know, okay, check your reflexes, your blood pressure, blah, blah, blah. And then he says, drop your drawers. And I said, oh, turn and cough? And he says, nope, we're not doing that this time, as he's putting a glove on and lubing up his finger. Wow. And I'm like, I, I probably looked like Scooby. I went, oh, zoinks. <laughs> I was like, rot row. <laughs> <laughs> So is it a, situ- oh, is it a it situation, was... I, and like I said, I'm not going to get graphic here, but I'm just going to ask you, is it a situation where you're just like, you're standing and you just slightly lean over, or are you in a lying down on your side type of no, thing? No, you slightly lean over a, the table or whatever. Okay, so but, you're, uh, bent, you're bent over the table, okay? Yeah. And then, Why do you want to get in such gory detail? I'm just saying because <laughs> I had, well, th- this is leading to something, Jerry. Okay, this is leading right. to something. So, first we need for you to tell us your experience, and then I'll oh, tell you what's geez. happening with me. 
Well, because at the end of the oh. day, we need to take care of our listeners who may be approaching this, and they may it's it's a delicate situation. You know what I mean? We want to enter right. it smoothly, and we don't want to be coarse or rough about it. Yes, keyword smoothly. Yeah. So yeah. So so the glove goes yeah, on. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the glove okay. goes on, and, did, and does he say anything to you? Does he say, you know, hey, don't well, Here's jerk, what he said to me. Clinch or what? And, and it felt like an eternity. It was probably only, probably less than 10 seconds. I don't know. But he said, relax. <laughs> and I'm oh thinking, yeah, right, relax. He's telling oh. you to relax. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And then I'm wondering... How is his finger in my butt when both his hands are on my hips? <laughs> hi No, no. Uh, wow. In all seriousness, <laughs> I don't know this is hard to be serious about. And you want me to give advice to anyone in this procedure? Well, yeah, I would and say, I... ask, ask for a doctor with the smallest fingers. <clears throat> so, so, okay, so he said relax, and then was there like a, like when they give you a shot, like a three, two, one countdown, or did he just in, no, he was insert in, in you? Oh, he was already in you. He, okay, all right. Like right after, that, right after, he goes, relax. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, right, relax. <laughs> I was a virgin until now. <laughs> was there Was there any, like, take a deep breath or exhale or anything to that nature, or? No, no instructions. Just relax. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so where are we going with this? <laughs> well, so let's move on to the second experience with the with the oh. woman with the with the little oh. hands. Was she was she a little bit more oh, compassionate? Was, uh, she didn't even want to do it. Which who does? If I was a doctor, I wouldn't want to do it. It was just a quick. I don't even think she checked it. It was just the technicality of just in and out, and that was it. Quick. So I know she didn't want to do it, which is fine. I didn't want to do it either. That sounds like my first experience. Oh, gee. Hi, oh. It was in and out. She didn't want to do it. Um, so so it, it, there's a question whether or not you've had your checks since 21, right? Yeah, this was probably 10 years ago. 10 years one. ago. Okay. Maybe it was 10 years. Maybe around there. Okay. Well, the anyway. reason why I, I bring this up, and, and I do appreciate you being very candid with this. I do. I really do. Mm-hmm. Is because... Um, there is some there's a belief that I may have to get mine taken care of uh, prior to 50. And I'm just what a little you, what apprehensive. What do you mean taken care of? They're going to have to check it out. Well, that's And I'm fine. just a little I'm just if a little there's apprehensive. There's a belief. There's got to be a reason, so it may be a good reason. It is. I'm just saying, you know, I Well, I hope everything's okay. Yeah, no, no, so do I. I now, I, now when you're 50, Mm-hmm. That's the age you're also supposed to get a colonoscopy. Correct. Now you've had one of those as well, correct? Yes, but I f- completely forgot, and but I did it when I was 53. Okay. And that they just you're not you're not put under totally like a like a surgery or anything, but you're kind of they kind of put you out. So you don't even you're out, you're practically taking a nap while they're doing it, so you don't even know it. You just wake up and they're done. Ugh, man. <laughs> what? Sounds like my third year of college. Um, what? <laughs> Did someone roofie you? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
So you're you're basically chilling out, taking a nap. Why they put this drain snake in your? Uh... Well, it, drain snake. That sounds a little extreme. They well, don't... isn't there a camera involved as well? Yes, but Do you get a copy, like a DVD no, of the process. No. no, no, but I don't think it's just checking your colon, so they don't have to go way in yet, do they? Well, I guess. It I mean, depends. how long is a colon? If you're big Sal Graziano, I mean, oh, let's say you were 600 <laughs> pounds. Jesus, man. <laughs> you're going to have to pack a lunch on that one. About this. So at least, and then you're supposed to get it done every five years. So I don't have to get it done until I'm 58. Okay. Great. Two more years. Year and a half. So have you oh, thought boy. about who you're going to pick to do the next one on you? Um, are you going to go back to the same guy? or? Oh, I don't even know. I remember who did it. Right. My doctor will probably, my regular practitioner will probably just, or my regular doctor will probably just schedule. They'll, they'll actually call the department and have them call me and schedule it. So, okay, so, okay, gotcha. But, like, with your the, the new company you work for, they wouldn't just have somebody come in-house and do that you know, one day before TV taping or uh, no. before Dynamite. They'd not say, okay, everybody, attention, to the left of catering, everyone's going to get one done. No, it's not like the Beavis and Butthead movie where you got Elliot Nesco and cavity searches for everyone. <laughs> oh, do, do a lot of wrestlers talk about their private, their health in general, or is that something that's kind of just only if you're really close with certain people? No, no, I don't think so. I think mainly we just talk about our injuries, right? Old injuries, you know. Have you ever heard of any embarrassing injuries where people have had to go to the hospital for... Just the X-Pac ripping his butthole open in my retirement match. Wow. That's But that, that was scary, though. He could have died. Well, yeah, but that's intense. He could have bled out because at first he wasn't going to go. Oh, no, you, you almost have to force somebody to, to go. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I, I told him because when he... he just touched his rear end through his jogging pants and pulled his held his hand out and it was full of blood. I said, oh, you, need to, go, you yeah. need to get to the hospital. And then they had to perform an, an emergency surgery on him too. Wow. Because he could have bled out. So Now what, what, what exactly happened? Do you remember when it happened in the match? Yeah, he overshot the, the turnbuckle pad and hit nothing but the, the metal turnbuckle. Going when for a Bronco to, Buster? Yes, when he was going for the Bronco Buster. Oh, my God. And I guess it was the second time that happened, because it happened a couple of years before. With you or just in general? No. Wow. Just in general. Jeez. I bet that man has no fear of a prostate exam at this point, whatever he's well, been through. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, rings are dangerous sometimes. What about splinters? That's one thing I've been wondering about. ECW is a lot of tables and whatnot. Oh, did, yeah. Did you ever get a lot of splinters, or was that were tables not so much used in your matches? Did you try to oh, stay no, away Oh, no, I, I went through a ton of tables, but it it just depended. I, I don't know if I did get any splinters. I may have, but because uh, you never know how the table's going to break, and sometimes it, it gouges you pretty good because yeah. you don't know how that wood's going to break. No, definitely not. So you end up scratched up and gouged up. Goodness gracious. So I guess at the end of the day, wrestlers don't really talk too much about 
health and all that kind of stuff on a private level. That just depends on your probably your inner circle that you uh, that you run with, correct? Or if you run it, yeah. There's a couple I talk to about it, but they're older wrestlers like me. Right. But otherwise, no. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Don't really, don't really talk too much about prostate exams or <laughs> colonoscopies. <laughs> Well, it's just, you know, it's it's a thing. If you're in the car driving from one town to another, you might just, you know, bring it up and say, hey, you know. No. No? no not a chance? No. No. Okay. No. Just like that third year in college, I'm sure you don't bring that up much. <laughs> <laughs> I try to forget that as much uh, as humanly possible. Uh-huh. That in the second year at summer camp, but. Oh, boy. That's here nor there. Well, at least you didn't say band camp. No, I don't. <laughs> No, I didn't play an instrument. <laughs> Don't even say it. Oh, that was a softball. Oh my god. Oh, so I heard you played the organ. Not even going there, Jerry. Okay. Not even going. Not taking that bait. Nope. Nope. Not going okay. to happen. All right. Oh man. What I was going to say is we've heard stories over the years of like the Steiner brothers and Sting and a bunch of other people had getting wild as far as like racing to the next town or that kind of stuff. Had you ever been in a car where you guys were trying to outduel or outrace somebody else trying to get there? You kind of made it into a competition type of thing or was that kind of few and far between? Not really racing. I told you at the time we had a trip to North Dakota and on the way back home we were seeing who could drive the longest down the interstate with our headlights off and we were side by side in the slow lane and fast lane which was pretty ignorant but <laughs> so who, who was all in this car it was Larry Cameron was driving I was in the passenger seat and then we had X-Pac and uh J.B. Trask in the back seat. So who won? Uh, I can't remember. And I know in the other car, I think Ricky Rice was driving, and they may have had Derek Dukes in there, and I don't know a few others, but uh, I don't remember. We may have won, but J.B. was pretty scared. Oh, I would be shitting my pants. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We've also heard stories about, um, I'm trying to remember who all was in the car. It was the infamous Jim Cornette. I forget where the hell he was at, what place this was. The ordering food, had you heard that one? I think Lance Storm was in drive the car. Through? Yes, I think Lance Storm was in the yes. car, and so was Jericho. And <laughs> Yeah. Had you guys ever known any other stories of people just giving grief to, to fast food drive through people or, or ribbing other people outside of wrestlers, just trying to have a good time at their expense? Gosh, let me think. Not not really. Like you said, you don't want to piss off the people who are making your food. But uh, the only, I don't know, the only time I guess you really mess with people who weren't in the business if they were being really obnoxious towards you because you were a wrestler. Which you'll run into that, especially uh, in bars. You'll run into guys who've had way too much drink and they find out, you know, you're a wrestler and then it's all of a sudden... Oh, you know, that stuff's fake, and then they want to fight you, and blah, blah, blah. So that that's usually what led to a lot of trouble for a lot of people. I guess here's the thing that I keep coming back to. With 
is as enjoyable it is to have a couple of drinks right after a show. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't people just buy a bunch of twelve packs and just go up to your room instead of being at the bar where, I mean, you could be, you know, challenged or people could act like fools or whatnot. Just having some privacy. I mean, do you think that stuff happened as much as going down to the bar, or was was meeting at the bar just kind of the, the commonplace thing that that well, back, most of the boys then, would do? Yeah, back then that's what you did. I mean, if sitting in your hotel room would be boring. Now, granted. You probably bought uh, some cases of beer for after the bar closed to bring back to the room. But, you know, when you're on the road that much, the hotel room's the last place you want to be. Right. And, you know, back then, I think everyone was a little more nuts and crazy and partied more because there was no internet. There was no cell phones. There was no iPads. There was no handheld video games to bring on the road with you then. You know, and then, it, you know, you didn't have cable with 300 channels. It was just, it was just so you didn't go stir crazy. So we'd heard the stories about, about Flair and his drinking. We've heard classic stories you guys have talked about with Sandman and his drinking as well. Being able to put them away. Who else... Do you remember off the top of your head who was uh, had their master's degree in uh, in drinking? Who else could could definitely put it away and, and the conversation just never missed a beat? Mike Enos. <laughs> really? Yes. I'm trying to remember what part. Oh. Of what was his gimmick in WCW? He was um, was he with Bobby Duncan Jr. I think so, and he wore the. Chaps to the, the chaps. Ring. They were yeah. like cowboys or something. Yeah. But they did they call him just Mean Mike Enos or something like that. I can't remember. I don't remember off the top of my head, but but he could. Yeah. He could party pretty good. Oh yeah, he could put him away. Wow. I'll never forget. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can't remember if we were at a some place like a TGI Fridays or something, and. um I wanted to have something that wasn't too sweet, but it wasn't too stiff right away to start out with, so I got a Cosmopolitan. Okay. And Enos came over. He says, what'd you get? I told him. He says, well, get me one. So the guy made us two of them, you know, and they give it to you in the fancy martini glass. And Mike took his as soon as the guy put it on the bar in front of us and grabbed it and downed it in one swallow and put the glass down. And you should have seen the look on the bartender's face. It was hilarious. <laughs> Priceless. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Some people just have a, uh, a very high tolerance. Yeah. I, I think we were in Milwaukee one time and we went to some bar. It was like, it wasn't some, I don't think it was, it wasn't like a... Uh, TJ Fridays or a sports bar or anything. It was like some place where the locals went. And before I know it, he had the owner of the bar come over and give us two pitchers, just big beer pitchers of kamikazes. And we were pouring them and we were getting the whole bar drunk. Oh my God. On the owner's tab. I was gonna I don't say know how he did it. I don't, but that's that's a lot of kamikazes when you got two big giant beer pitchers full of them. Holy cow! Wow. Yeah, now, it was a crazy night. Now, now obviously going to the bar is not is not cheap. Would you find that 
the concierge or the people at the bar, would they comp some of your drinks or were you guys, you know, handled just as any other Joe Blow who was staying there for the night? It depended where you were and if the owner or manager or bartender were fans or anything. But, you know, back then it wasn't as expensive either, but what's nowadays, the uh, forget about it. Well, yeah, everything is ridiculous nowadays. Jeez, I know. Even going out to eat just for two now. Mm-hmm. Megan and I went to Bob Evans. I got an omelet, mm-hmm. a large ice water, and a coffee, and mine was $13. You didn't get their cinnamon hotcakes? No. no. Are they good? Oh, yeah. you got to get well, the that's cinnamon part of the, That's part of the whole bread thing that uh, that the doc wants me oh, to play off okay. of. Because, yeah. Yep. So I haven't been doing any, any bread or any carbs or anything like that for, I forget when we had our appointment, but about a week or so ago. So I've been laying off all that. So I had an omelet, a veggie omelet, coffee, water, $13. Yeah. It's literally ridiculous. I mean. It is. Good. So speaking of that, and we may have already touched upon this, so this may be a, a rehash situation, but what is the highest bar tab or even approximately that you've seen somebody get hit with? Oh, I don't know. I know one time I was just in Minneapolis with just some friends of mine. We were, you know, it had nothing to do with wrestling or anything. And we went out and I'm trying to think. And I told him I was buying. I don't even if I know if I told him, but I, I decided to pay the bill. And it was, I think, around $280. Oh, my God. <laughs> Two hundred eighty dollars. Uh, yeah. What were you drinking? Was it just beer? Was it beer and mixed drinks? Or? It was everything. Wow. Now, mind you, we were at we weren't at like a VFW where drinks were two seventy five either. Right. But you weren't hanging out the Longhorn, were you? No, no. no. Starved to death. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been back for another one of those chicken sandwiches, have you? Mm-mm. I've actually told people to not go oh. to Longhorn because of the chicken sandwich situation. That's oh. that's horrible. We were just, I went and had lunch with Pam today since I got to fly out tomorrow. And so we went to Cheddar's and she got a grilled chicken sandwich. It was a nice big chunk of meat. It was, and she goes, yeah, this, she said, this beats the heck out of Longhorn. <laughs> and it was probably less than Longhorn too, the money. Right. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, you're paying for the name too. I mean, let's yeah, be but you gotta at least come a little closer to trying to portray yourself as a uh, higher-end restaurant. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Still no Mikey. Uh, we got uh, nine o'clock on the on the clock here, and we we still have no shipwreck. Well, let's keep going. I wonder what the what the over/under is for him uh, jumping in here. So he's I don't our, know. He's um. He's doing soccer or Girl Scouts right now? Soccer. Soccer, Sun- okay. Yeah. I guess, wait, what day is today? Oh. Monday. Yeah. Okay. Why was I thinking it was Tuesday? Jeez. Yeah, he said Sunday and Mondays, it's all soccer. Wow. I asked him if he was going to get back on the keto, and he said he was still on his sabbatical. So it didn't sound like he enjoyed it that very much. It doesn't sound like the keto experience is all that enjoyable. I'll be honest no, with not, you. Not if you have to 
isn't it like the first phase of it? You go through like some weird withdrawals or something. You do like a flu, and then you feel like mm. shit. No thanks. I don't want to feel yeah. like that if I'm trying yeah. to be healthy. Uh, exactly. I'm going to eat healthy. Therefore, I'm going to feel like I have the stomach flu. Fuck that. No. Jeez. No. Somebody was trying. That... My doctor. My doctor was trying to tell me I need to do the, uh, the. Um, Oh, God. What's the name of the guy who slipped and fell and, and hit his head on the sidewalk and he died? Atkins. He said, you should do the Atkins diet. You should try that. And that's the only reason I remember is because I think he died. He, like, slipped and fell and hit his head on the curb or something. But anyway, You should have said, no, look how that worked out for I was him. I was going to say, <laughs> son of a bitch died. How, 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 how do I know? No, it's, probably from being weak and anemic. I was just about to say. <laughs> <From> the diet. <laughs> His diet was dog la- shit. Why am I laughing? I'm terrible. Oh. oh. I'm a terrible human being. Don't feel bad. Oh. Good God. Yeah, somebody once told me, you should try South Beach diet. Yeah, because I have all intentions of trying to have a beach body. That Isn't you know South what? Beach diet is basically carb depleting. Good Lord. Yeah, I mean, it's like all these diets are, the trends are the kind of like the same. But they just slap on a different name for it. So it's like when they they run out of ideas for selling a TV. Well, now we got to have a flat screen TV. Well, now we have to have ultra 4K, whatever. Now we got to have the curved screen. It's the same thing with anything they're trying to sell. All these diets, it's like basically the same thing. Just slap a different name on it. My doctor. That's the way I feel. My doctor told me that if I want to have a burger, I should put it on a a, a thing of lettuce. Yeah, back Aye, in Jerry, WCW days. When we were talk- speaking of no, speaking of talking about being lean, that's what they were. All the guys were doing was uh, there was a little short fad. There were everyone was carb depleting, and I'll never forget Brutus Beefcake was ripped, and he came out of catering with four hamburger patties each with a slab of cheese on top of it but no bun and the guy was ripped so this was during his uh like disciple days when he had the beard no i don't think he had the beard this no was probably right before then okay. this isn't wcw days it was he was the he probably was the, in the 95 booty man at one point 95 okay. or 96 i can't remember but he was ripped wow and and everyone at that time was going through that fad of just carb depleting mm. Well, I haven't I haven't had a whole lot. I had a, a sandwich yesterday, a turkey and cheese, so I'm hoping that that's not too terribly bad. They say to shock your body is good sometimes. So like don't have any carbs and then have a little bit and then it'll it'll do something to you. My luck, I'll go up another cup size. That's that's going to be my luck. <laughs> no, that's if you have bluechew.com. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're not talking about an athlete's cup. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking tit size. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, oh, okay. cup size, tit size. I'm not, oh, oh. My dick's not getting any bigger because I'm having too many cars. Here's the other thing. You when you <laughs> when you gain weight, when you gain weight, they're like, oh, it's like you know, blowing up a balloon. That's a bunch of shit. Because if that was the case, I would be bigger in other areas. That is not. I have no ass. And I, think, I have a boiled egg down there. So. I think everyone has their own depending on their family history or DNA makeup, they have their own areas on their body where they just fatten up quicker than other areas. Like me, it's right in the love handles. I hate it. I've had love handles my whole life, and I can't stand it. But Well, you could do that thing called cool sculpting. Have you heard about that? No. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, cool sculpting is where you go to a facility and they apply like really cold and they, they infuse like, I don't even know what it is, like nitrogen or something. And they put these, you know, like a, what a cold compress would look like, right? Mm-hmm. But they put it on your skin and evidently when you drop the fat cells to a certain temperature, I guess they either break up or something like that. So you can uh, basically freeze your fat ass down to nothing. So <laughs> thinking about thinking about fucking moving to like well, where Brock Lesnar lives. <laughs> I'm surprised the doctor hasn't told you to jump in a tub of ice water. I mean, if it, I'm if, just kidding, I'd do it. Are you kidding me? I would do it. I've sat in a tub of inch of water no, and it's I gone all the way up to my know, neck. That, so. that's, that don't even sound like it would actually work. They say you just can like freeze your fat. Say, you know, it always drove me nuts when people say when you get older or when you stop working out, you know, muscle turns to fat. No, it doesn't. They're two completely different things. True. What, is that magic? All of a sudden... <laughs> Hocus-a-dabra, abracapocus, and all of a sudden your fat, your muscle becomes fat? No, they're two different things. God, it drove me nuts all the time. It's just when you quit working out, your muscles shrink up. And then, of course, if you don't change your diet or your eating habits, you're going to put on body fat in place of that muscle that you used to work out all the time. And now it's more immobile, so you'll start storing body fat wherever you're very immobile. Have you seen that uh, the Frank Thomas commercial that he does for like Nugenics? Have you seen that before? No. So evidently he says that I guess after the age of 40, your body loses like so much percent of testosterone. Yep. So, and also what what people don't understand is, and Jerry, correct me if I'm wrong when I say this, but for wrestlers, a lot of people are like, man, their pecs don't look like what they used to. Isn't it also true the older you get, your body um, consumes all the, the muscle? There's, there's like atrophy that happens with your muscles, and you lose a lot of your muscle mass as well. Is that correct? I don't know how it works, but yeah, I've lost a tremendous amount of muscle mass. But I haven't worked out steady in seven years, and my diet hasn't been the greatest. So, you know, that has... A lot to do with it. I think I probably would have kept a lot more if I would have stayed working out and stayed on a, a decent diet. But I don't know if, you know, I, I imagine if you don't take in enough protein that your body starts, you know, um, I don't know if it does start uh, going to your muscles for, I don't know. I don't know how all that works. My dad got a Kindle when he was 70, and he looks everything up on the Kindle. And he was just—he looks everything up. And he was—he was telling me that that—that's part of what can happen is that your body starts to consume a lot of your lean muscle mass. Well, isn't and there a certain age where you actually stop building muscle? I do believe. Uh, well, it, shit's already happened to me, but <laughs> so it's fucking earlier than whatever my age is. I've never seen this before, but I think this would be interesting if, uh, if a, well, I'm sure they have this already somewhere. Pro wrestlers who open their own gyms. I'm not, I'm sure that's not uncommon, but do you I'd know any? I love to own my own gym. Well, I always well, wanted to. Do you know any wrestlers who have their own gyms? Now, 
Oh, I'm sure there's some out there. I just don't know off the top of my head, Annie. But uh, years ago, it was Sting and Luger owned a gym together in, uh, was it in Marietta, Georgia? Just outside Atlanta? I think you're right. Yeah. I forget what it's called, the main event or something like that. I can't remember now. God, it was so long ago. All right, Jerry. So there's an event that I'm excited about that I am going to, and it has now, uh, I don't know if it's been made public yet, but we will break it. You will be there as well. I'm excited. This is going to be on Saturday, March, March the 14th, 2020. It's called World Classic Professional Big Time Wrestling. How many initials is that? It's a lot. It's I'm gonna I'm gonna say it to you right now. It's WCPBTW.com is where you can go to get your tickets. But there is gonna be so much going on right here. Uh, there's a lot of people that are gonna be there too. I mean, we got people like J.J. Dillon, Tully Blanchard, R. Anderson, Barry Windham is gonna be there. The Midnight Express with Jim Cornette's gonna be there. Bobby Fulton's gonna be there. Brian Pillman Jr. Missy Hyatt, Raven's going to be there, Jimmy Valiant, Tommy Rich, Sandman, Francine, Shane Douglas. These are people that I'm going to get a chance to meet, people that I've actually uh, got a chance to interact with on social media. Um, who else is going to be there? New Jack's going to be there. So, A lot of people. Ricky Morton's going to be there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bummed out that his tag team partner's not going to be there. Robert Gibson? I really would like if Robert Gibson was going to be there. But Ricky Morton right now? That dude is so good on NWA Power. Have you got to see NWA Power yet? It doesn't matter where Ricky is. He's so good. He's oh my, my goat. That guy Whenever, is... you know, people always say Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. I always say Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton's proving it in 2020 that he can go and he is a beast. And he looks awesome as well. So there's a lot of oh, people... Yeah that are going to be there um you can get your tickets as well there's going to be a fan fest you guys i'm going to go ahead and promote this on my twitter page uh to get tickets you're going to be going to brownpapertickets.com and uh, it's going to be at 415 lancaster pike in circleville ohio not too far from where i'm at so very very excited to be going to one of these events yeah, it's going to be fun. Yes, and it's it's basically a couple days before my birthday, so I'm going to have an early celebration of oh my boy. birthday. Yeah. Oh, boy. Going to get a little crazy there. Party mm-hmm. in my hotel room, my friends. That's mm-hmm. right. Oh, man. Anything else, Jerry, you would like to I, – I, I still don't understand where in the hell Shipwreck is. What's his deal? Oh, man. He's just, you know, with soccer starting and the Girl Scout cookies and stuff, he's just got a lot on his plate right now. I bet he's OD'd on Girl Scout cookies and he's sitting on the floor right now. I I I, don't think he's allowed to eat it all. You don't think he partakes in any of those? Well, that would cost a lot of money. I mean, that's true. And that's... They got a, they got a, that's a big business thing right there for those girls. Mm-hmm. That is a big, big thing. Wow. Did, did your daughter ever get into the Girl Scouts? Was she ever interested in, in the wholesale and the cookies no. things or not, not her thing? No, we've had to do the, the fundraisers for school though. Right. So like the cookie dough or we did those butter braids, those pastries those are awesome 
Those are so good. But you you can't buy them anywhere. They only sell them for the fun, school fundraisers. Right. But, you know, you want the fundraiser to do well. But, man, one time with those butter braids, and they have to stay frozen, mm-hmm. We we I think we sold over 60, it was like 62 of them at work. So we had to bring them on, like, two or three different days to deliver them at work and then put them in the freezer in the break room for people because you have, they have to stay frozen and then when you want to bake them you have to take them out at night and let them sit all night so the dough rises before you put it in the oven in the morning so it, but they're well worth it well it sounds like it but you know that I, I we just went crazy with selling that many that was it made it was kind of a pain. Well, there's a, I mean, there's so many different things nowadays that that kids have to do to financially support their activities. You know what I mean? Right. So I think what we sold alone, I think we got the band a new tuba. <laughs> so hey, like there that. you go. Oh, all right. Well, if you're enjoying what we are doing, please by all means go on over to Pro Wrestling Tees, get yourself a Mikey Whiprick or Jerry Lynn or even Front Row Material shirt. If you'd like to follow the guys on social media, follow them at Mikey Whiprick underscore at it's Jerry Lynn, or you can follow the show at FRM Podcast. You could follow me if you would so like. Uh, I'd be more than happy to go ahead and interact with you. It is time for do you know what it's time for, Jerry? No, what's it? Ta- oh, man, we did it's, it again. It's, it, it isn't is, it time to do an open? It won't. Well, we, you know what we really should do? We never did an open. We never did an open. We shouldn't. We should probably do it. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Material. I am your host and your doctor with the thick fingers, Mike Freeland. I am joined oh, no. by the ECW, TNA, WWE, oh, no. Ring of Honor, and all other federations probably that has ever existed, he has been there, Mr. Jerry Lynn. This episode, you've given me a deep emotional scar. Well, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to at all. But uh, I'm okay. just, I'm just kind of concerned because there is the thought that I may have to, uh, you know, expedite this whole process a little bit here. I know, I know. So I was and just I've wondering. I've been slacking. This is two episodes in a row. I've not said should we do an open i, I think know because mikey's gone it's just thrown me all out of whack well and you're supposed you're my cue you know and it's like ah oh, i know i know it's but you I know what blame it, myself you you know what it's time for it's probably time to close it's it's time for shout outs who's ready for some shout outs <laughs> Yeah, baby, it's time for some shout-outs. Some people that I've interacted with on social media that I do appreciate you getting in contact. Justin, Tag Team Tees. Like that guy, he's a good dude. We went ahead and chatted. Uh, there's a cool podcast that I've listened to, a uh, collar and elbow podcast. Uh, really good dudes. Had a lot of fun with them. There is a young lady who I think she definitely needs to get credit for what she does. Her name is Annette. You can follow her at A-N-N-E-T-T-E. The letter M and then London, L-O-N-D-O-N. She is an artist, Jerry, and I'm telling you right now, she creates some of the most gorgeous drawings of pro wrestlers. It is ridiculous how talented this girl is. I'm going to send you some stuff, but she's so good. So once again, I'm going to give you her uh, her Twitter handle, at A-N-N-E-T-T-E, 
the letter M, and then London, L-O-N-D-O-N. Tell her Freeland sent you. Um, she has some pictures up here. Like, she has a, a drawing that she did that is uh, half demon, half Finn Balor. It's, it's ridiculous. Her art is unbelievable. So I had a great conversation with her. So I told her I would let people know to, uh, to go ahead and... Uh, send them her way if, if they're interested if they have a favorite wrestler and they're like yeah i'd really like to do that uh, i'd like to get something from her check out her work uh andrea at queenie dre she sent me some pics from the cruise the uh, jericho cruise that culminated in uh in dynamite last week she sent me some awesome shots from the boat looked like it was a hell of a good time it looks like a lot of people yeah. have a lot of fun i'm hoping i get to go next year well, I tell you what, I may just be on that boat next year as well. Oh. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, th I'm thinking, 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 yeah. I'm thinking about oh. doing it. So, all right. So with that being said and all of that being done, I don't think there's anything else left to talk about. We've gone up and down, up and down, and up and down a little more. So, that's it? That's, that is it. Well, well spoken, well said. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, Mikey Whipwreck will join us, I guess, next time. Who knows? Who knows where, where he's going to be, if he's cookies or soccer or whatever. But Jerry and I will definitely be holding the fort down. All right, guys. We will check you next week on Front Row Material.